0: Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. You can buy a
1: used mobile home for twenty five thousand, and you can rent it for eight hundred a month, and you can collect like ten thousand of of income top line, but it only costs you twenty five thousand. So so that the the you know the return is is quite favorable, and not a lot of people, even in real estate, realize how cash flow in mobile home. Parks can be when they are run properly.
2: Welcome to Ritter on Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools, and I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. Today, my guest is Mariusz Skoynetsne, and he is the founder of Classic Value Investors and Microcap Explosions, and he's the creator of the Value Investing University. Mariusz, we're really excited to have you here today. So, thanks for coming on the show. And why don't you, uh, why don't we start out by just telling folks, you know? a little bit more about who you are and how you got to where you are today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, yeah, so my investing journey started about the year of 2000 when I was in college, and I actually uh, went to IUPUI in Indianapolis, and I know that's where you guys are located. Yeah, Go so Jags, dur- right? Yeah, yeah. So during that time in 2000, I graduated in 2003, but during that time, Robert Kiyosaki came out with these Poor Dad, Rich Dad books. And so I kind of, I was always interested in investing, but this book uh, really got me into the real estate investing or or made me interested in real estate investing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I didn't have money at that time or anything like that, but I was interested in that space. So I figured, well, what's the best way to learn about it? Uh, Become a real estate appraiser, learn how to value them, and it would give me some uh, competitive advantage. And that's exactly what I did. Right after I graduated, I went into got my real estate appraising license, went into appraising residential real estate. And it it was like right during the time when the prices were going high before the crash of 2008. So I got to appraise a lot of residential real estate, but I, I was always interested in the commercial side. And so at some point I was able to get a job as a commercial real estate appraiser, appraising apartments, office, industrial, mobile home parks, mixed use properties. And I did this for a few years. And then uh, I transitioned into the broker side where I was working for a company called Marcus and Miller Shop And we did my group uh, sold apartments in the Midwest. And then during this time that I was you know, in the real estate space, I was also learning about the stock market, learning about Warren Buffett, learning how to invest money, be a value investor. And so I wanted to, I, I had more passion in that field. So when the financial crisis hit in 2008, 2009, literally on December 31st of 2008, I went to my boss and I said, I I want to go full time into uh, in- investing in the stock market. And at that time, I had saved up about $10,000. And so I took that money. And over the 12 years, turned it to about 6 million investing in the stock market, um, focused mainly on small companies. Uh, you can call them micro cap companies, because there is very little competition in that space. And I thought I could have an edge. And now I'm actually circling back into my real estate roots. And I'm looking at some Mobile home parks. I am uh, bidding on a mobile home park in Texas right now, and because I want to take some of the, as some people call it, paper profits, and maybe turn them into uh, monthly income, something completely unrelated to the stock market, so that you know I can have more financial safety if something goes wrong. Because right now everything I do is tied to the stock market, including my microcap explosions website and my holdings. And I just kind of want to, you know, go back to my roots a little bit and diversify my holdings.
2: Gotcha. Well, that that makes a ton of sense. And I think that's uh, obviously diversifying. It's a smart move. That was one of the reasons I got into real estate uh, as well, was just to diversify the portfolio a little bit. But I want to, so take it back to, to something you said, you, you mentioned reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, and for a lot of folks, that is kind of a tipping point to push people over the edge into real estate. What was it, What was it about the message there that resonated with you?
1: You know, I wasn't really aware of how you can use leverage, how you can, uh, uh, you know, uh, grow the passive income in a way he was describing. And it was a really eye opener for me that you can like come in uh, with with a down payment, let's say improve a property and uh, make it be worth more and then take out your original equity through a refinance and then take that original equity into another deal. That was like a very much an eye opener for me because when you refinance the, the money that you're getting, it's not income, it's, it's, it's debt. So it's not, you're not paying taxes on that money that you refinance and you mm-hmm. can go out and do do another deal and do the same thing. So you can literally take, let's say 200, $300,000 and over, a period of 10 years, you can build a nice portfolio just by recycling that money over and over, and you can still have uh, the, the original portfolio that, that you came in with.
2: Yeah, absolutely. That power of leverage and then the power of, of refinancing and, and just rinse and, and repeating that process, you can, as you said, build a really nice portfolio. But you were, you, so you went into the real estate world, uh, you were a broker at Marcus and Millichap, and then Uh, I I know, you know, we hit the recession, you took a pause and said, actually, I'm going to start focusing on the stock market. So what was it that drove you into the stock market? How did you see the opportunity there?
1: Well, uh, first of all, when you see a financial crisis happening the way it was happening in 2008, 2009, I am more of a contrarian mind. So I saw it as an opportunity to jump in at such a low level when everybody was panicking. But I was also interested In businesses in general and real estate is just a one type of business and I wanted to learn about other businesses and you see the 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 good thing and the bad thing about real estate is like the bad part is that it's very capital intensive Uh, if you have a 10 unit apartment building you can't really grow be outside of that until you buy another unit or or you buy another apartment so that's capital intensive but then the good part is that you can use somebody else's capital you know, to, to grow that income. But, but, you know, just, I, I was just interested in, in, in learning about other businesses and uh, stock market fascinated me, especially, especially the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the world of small companies, because, you know, the world is divided into, okay, let's say I want to be in real estate because real estate is safe and this and that. And, and the stock market, you can't control the prices. You see, people put stock market into this one bucket as if as if you, you should put all real estate in one bucket. There's so many real estate types and so many real estate strategies. You have flippers, wholesalers. You have people that do commercial apartments or mobile home parks or residential. So it's like so many ways to make money. The same thing on the stock market. When we think of the stock market, we think of you know GameStop, Microsoft, Apple. We think of these big names. And... I'm not interested in those big names. I'm interested in, in in names that everybody else is ignoring, which means I'm interested in going into the secondary exchanges where very few people are paying attention. Which includes exchanges like OTC markets, over the counter, or TSX Venture in, in Canada, or AIM in London, or Canadian Stock Exchange. You see, there's very little competition there. Because the financial industry views the space of microcap investing as penny stocks, trash, toxic, stay away. So as a result of this, I barely have any competition there because the hedge funds, the the big money, but well, the big money has so much money that they can't go into a space that's small, small caps. They can't. They have too much money. So they have to go after the Teslas, after the game stops. They have to. And then the retail investors, what do retail investors do? What they chase Tesla, GameStop, Bitcoin, you know, they're out of the picture. So I can go into that space with very little competition and I can take my time. I can analyze the companies. I can find great stories, great growth stories that right now are on the secondary exchanges, but in the future are going to be, you know, a NASDAQ or New York Stock Exchange. And I can get them before everybody else finds out about them. And I actually want to give you an example of a company that I am involved with right now that everybody in real estate can relate to. So in 2019, I went through every single company on Toronto Stock Exchange Venture, which I don't know what it was, 2,000 companies or something like that, one by one. And you you might think, well, it takes you a long time. Well, I would say that, yes, it did take a long time. It took me about a year to go through like 6,000 companies But a lot of them you eliminate very quickly because I would say 80 80 to 90% of the companies that are trading on the secondary exchanges are not something that I'm interested in because they might be in gold. They might be looking for the next cancer treatment or they might be in pot or anything like that. I'm not interested. I'm interested in real businesses. So then I found this company. At that time, it was called iLookAbout. And what they were doing is they were identifying a problem in real estate, which is the real estate appraisals. Uh, real estate mm-hmm. appraisals are a really pain in the butt in the real estate space. They are the number one reason why the real estate transaction takes 40 to 50 days to close. They take forever. And they <laughs> yep. are and they are very stressful, both for the seller, owner, and then the bro- broker, very stressful. And so you see, the problem is when I was a real estate appraiser, what I noticed is that very few people go into real estate out of college i did but very few people do it's more like a second career so it's kind of like you either sell candles or you go and become a real estate appraiser right it's a second <laughs> career right. so the, the thing is that the average age of an appraiser is like 62 years old they're not very good with computers they're not very good with technology uh, there's not a lot of them and so there's a shortage of appraisers and when i was an appraiser you know we would have like 10 10 appraisals on the desk at the same time and it takes you about one day to do a full appraisal one day or or, or sometimes even more you 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 simply cannot produce more you have to inspect the property and you know get the owner to agree at a certain time go there gather all the documents measure the property take the pictures drive the comparables look for comparables it takes forever it's it's a very time-consuming process and when you have shortage of appraise shortage of appraisers you have a problem because the entire mortgage industry is being slowed down by the fact that there's not enough, not enough appraisers. So yeah. I found this company that on a Toronto stock exchange that is solving their problem. And by making the appraisers faster, what they have is uh, like an operating system platform called a And it's what a now is think about like a Microsoft is like an operating system that helps appraisers, uh, manage the appraisal business from ordering the appraisal to getting paid to submitting the appraisal to like the whole operating system and then on the top of it what this company is doing is acquiring various databases like databases or mls or a tax assessment database because what they want to do is they want to take that operating system and they want to uh, populate the appraisal so that when the appraiser gets an assignment uh, and 90% of the data is already populated into, into the appraisal report so that the appraisal, all he has to do is look at the uh, look at the comparables, make the adjustments, make the call, but not waste the time of entering manually all this data. And then if the comparable doesn't work out, he has to delete it and re-enter a new one. No, with a click of a button, everything can be populated. So when I saw that, I was like, wow, this company is going places and it's going to be a winner. So when I found this, it was trading at about 10 cents. Today it's trading at a dollar. So I already, it's it's already made like 10 X my money. And right now, just as we speak, it is getting into the mainstream media or mainstream investing world because mm-hmm. next year is going on NASDAQ. And recently it signed up one of the biggest, whole, the biggest wholesale lender as a client, UWM, United Wholesale Mortgage. I uh, signed up with uh, Voxter, that's the name of the company, for the platform ANO in order to introduce what's called an appraisal direct. So this company is just revolutionizing this space. Everybody wow. is starting to sign up for it. All the major banks are starting to sign up for it because they all want to reduce the time that it takes to do an appraisal. And probably by next year, they will probably have 50 to 60% of appraisers on that platform. And the entire world is sleep, is sleeping. They have no idea what's going on. And, you know, so when I found it, I saw yeah. it, I put a lot of money into it and, you know, saw the story. Now I'm talking to you about the story. I just exposed the story on my YouTube channel. Everybody is getting the aha moment. But it's just an example of, you know, why I want to go to that space why I want to go to the secondary exchanges because i can find those interesting stories or opportunities very early on and i am able to you know study them take my time to talk to the ceo and you know make a huge amounts of money in the process
2: yeah i love that i love how you took your experience in real estate and your past experience and took that into the stock market you you I, and the point you made about looking at the stock market uh, as, as one thing is, is the same as looking at real estate as kind of one thing. And, and we all know that there's so many different asset classes and so many different niches. If you look at it in that way, you can you can find opportunity. And so I, I think that that's fantastic. And you've taken your knowledge as an appraiser and you saw that opportunity and uh, have invested in it and you've, you've 10 extra money so far. And uh, so that's, uh, that's very cool. I I love hearing that story and and how you've been able to do that and uh, find that opportunity. And and you're right. I mean, I can relate 100% to going through that appraisal process is painful. Uh, It takes forever. You're right. That's the reason that, uh, you know, it takes 60 days to close for the most part. And, uh, and yeah, so if we can expedite that, that's going to one make a lot of uh, our lives as real estate investors easier, but it sounds like this company uh, could be a game changer. So well, cool.
1: it is a game changer, not just on the appraisal side, also on the title side. L- look at the title insurance product. Um, a title insurance product is unlike any other product. W- when you get uh, insurance on your health or your car, it's like a monthly payment. But with the title insurance, it's just like a one-time payment. But mm-hmm. in general, what insurance companies do, they they collect the premiums and then they they pay out a big portion of the premiums in claims, and then they 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 price their premiums based on probabilities and i would say that on average insurance companies pay out you know 70 70 percent of premiums they pay out in claims on the title insurance company they 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 pay out maybe three percent in claims which means that the whole insurance title business it's like a scam it's like literally (laughs) stealing money from the customers because it's not priced correctly so Voxter is what they're also doing is because they, they now have all this data uh th- they are coming up with an alternative product S- so that instead of just having a title insurance they're they're coming up with a product that's called i mean it's been around uh, attorney opinion letter w- that instead of costing 1500 dollars to close the transaction it might cost 300 or 500 and the industry in general is also interested in uh, first of all, Fannie, Freddie, VA—they're all interested in uh, reducing the cost of home ownership, and they know yeah. that the uh, the title insurance is like a scam. They know that it unnecessarily increases the cost of ownership, so they are open to a solution. And so, Voxter, in addition to fixing the appraisal problem, they are also taking on and trying to fix the the title problem. And you know, if they if they can get you know five or ten percent of the market share, that is there is like a billion dollar opportunity. And because yeah. they are already working with the biggest players like Wells Fargo, JP Morgan, Bank of America, UWM, they, you know, once you have a client like this, you can go to them and say, hey, you know, here's another problem. We could help you on that side too. And those players, of course, you know, are more likely to be open to a solution like this than if you and I just call them and say, hey, we have something you might be interested in. Uh, yeah. It's a totally different conversation when you already are working with them on a different product.
2: Yeah, I love that. I mean, you're exactly right. That title insurance and is just revolutionizing another industry. So what's the name of the company?
1: Voxter. Voxter. Uh, V-O-X-T-U-R. The ticker symbol is V like Victor, X, T like Tom, R like Richard, V-X-T-R. Um, w- if you want to find out more about it, go to my YouTube channel. I, I just started releasing like an 11-video video eleven part video series on the whole company uh, in detail talking about you know why they're important, how they're solving the problem and why why I'm invested because let's face it, when I first entered this investment, what I noticed is that people have absolutely no idea about the business. They don't understand the appraisal business, they don't understand the title business. and so they have a hard time understanding the investment thesis. so that's why I came out with those videos to explain it like ABC of what, why these businesses are important, how they operate, and how Voxter is solving the problem. Even, even in the real estate space, like I was a real estate appraiser, but I didn't understand the title side. Yeah. And so it's very common for, for brokers or owners to be like, okay, I specialize in an area, I own apartments. And yeah, you, you do know about the appraisal and title, but do you really know so it's common that even for real estate professionals, they don't really know all the areas in real estate. And that's real estate professionals. Yeah. Do you think the general public or general investing public knows about it? No. So that's why I came out with this video series to explain it to everybody as if they didn't know it.
2: Great. Well, I think that's a great service. So what's the name of the YouTube channel?
1: Um, the best way, just go to my uh, website, which is microcapexplosions.com. And then it, you just click on the YouTube banner, and uh, and it will take you. It's much easier than me spelling my name.
2: <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough, and we'll make sure it's all in the show notes so fo- folks yeah. can get access to it. So I want to switch gears because I mean I love hearing about that opportunity. I think that sounds like really onto something there. But you you're also coming back into real estate, and you're focused on mobile home parks. I want to hear a little more about that. What brought you back into real estate?
1: Well, I wanted to I wanted to take some of my gains because i mean i have all these gains and and of course i want to continue growing it through the investments that i have but i want to be able to create some monthly income too and real estate is a great way to do that and it also provides you with some de- depreciation expense to to reduce your tax bill and when i was appraising a commercial real estate i You'd always, the mobile home parks always caught my interest because they were like cash flowing machines. And you see, when you compare mobile home parks to, to apartments, for example, so with apartments, you, you own the building, you, you rent the space, you know, you, you fix everything uh, for your tenants. But with mobile home parks, you don't really, you, you don't have to own the homes. The, the idea behind them is that you own the lot, you own the, the land and you lease out, uh, individual spaces. So when you have a tenant and the tenant owns the home, they pay you a lot rent. Now, it, those mobile homes, even though they're called mobile homes, they're not really mobile. It costs about two to five thousand dollars to move a home, which means that once you have a tenant, they're going to stay there forever for years. The turnover is very low, and when they own the home, what they are responsible for repairs and maintenance, and they just pay you a lot rent. So you, as a as a as a owner of the park, you're more. You're kind of like a city. You, your expenses are very low in relation to your to your income. They might be only thirty percent of what you collect, um, and you have to cut the grass, make sure that the water is there, electricity and utilities. But that's about it. Um, yes, you can also get on the side of renting homes. So in addition to owning the park, you can own the homes, and that's an, another you know economics. But if you are in this um, a business of uh, renting out residential real estate so let's say we're in indiana i would say you if if you buy a home for 150000 dollars how much rent can you get i don't know you know 1200 1500 uh, that's all you can get and so if you multiply it times 12 you you pay 150000 and you might get 15000 gross in rent so that's about 10% if you buy a mobile home You can buy a used mobile home for twenty five thousand, and you can rent it for eight hundred a month, and you can collect like ten thousand of, of income top line, but it only costs you twenty five thousand. So so that the the you know the return is is quite favorable, and not a lot of people, even in real estate, realize how cash flow in mobile home parks can be when they are run properly. So so right now I am actually with a partner. A bidding on a mobile home park, 25-unit mobile home park in Texas um, that has to be uh, turned around a little bit. It has uh, it has homes on 25 units. Most of them are owned by the park too, but the rents are like $100 a month. So the idea is to you know come in, raise the rents to market, fix up some homes, turn it around, um, but we're in the middle of bidding on it. And if it's successful, then I would be, you know, for the first time owning real estate. in other words, going back to my roots.
2: Gotcha. very good. How'd you find that opportunity down in Texas?
1: So when I was researching mobile home parks, i found I found these guys that specialize in turning around mobile home parks. They're called CCI Investments out of California. And uh, I visited them recently because, they don't have a lot of presence on the internet. I didn't know if they were for real. I visited them. I spent the weekend with them driving around mobile home parks. And then when I came back home, I gave them a call and I say, hey, what's going on? It turned out that they just heard of an opportunity and they want to go in on it. So I would be going in as a 50-50 partner with these guys um, on that property. And, and it, it would be a good start for me to kind of get my feet wet as a partner uh, but again, at this point, I don't know if we're even going to get accepted, but it just, I'm just trying to show you that, you know, I'm looking into that space and I'm open to various opportunities.
2: Yeah. So where does the, uh, the portfolio go from here?
1: Uh, my, my stock portfolio, stock market portfolio. Just or- in general,
2: just in general, as you continue to expand out.
1: Right. So, um, uh, I mean the opportunity that I told you about, uh, that you know the company that revolutionizing the appraisal and title, it's 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 like a five year five year deal. Uh, m- most of the things that I invest in, I don't invest in it for for a short period of time. It's I always have a vision of five to seven years. So I have about three three main positions right now. One of them is kind of coming towards the end of the holding period. I think I'll probably hold it for another. 15 year uh, 15 months and uh, the investment thesis will be finished where the one like voxter and my third idea they're kind of at the beginning stages so i'll probably hold them you know for five to seven years if you know things work out very well i mean the the, the upside on those opportunities is just mind-boggling I can't even imagine that Starting off in 2009 with $10,000, I would be talking about in five years, my portfolio could be worth, you know, anywhere between 50 to 200 million, just based on those three ideas, if they work out to the way that I think they will. And it's just, you know, mind mind boggling for me to even think about that. But that's what's possible. That's what's possible when you are willing to roll up your sleeves, be flexible, and go into places where other people don't want to go to.
2: Yeah. And mobile home parks is kind of the same thing on the real estate side. It's something that, that it has a stigma to it. Right. A lot of people still um, don't want to invest in mobile homes just because they don't want to be associated with them. And so you're going. Yeah, it's, not, it's
1: not something it's not something you want to go to a cocktail party and tell people about. Right. You want to tell them <laughs> yeah, it's oh, not the I sexiest own this. thing. I Yeah. I, I own this you know office building in downtown Indianapolis and it looks beautiful and the glass is shiny. Yeah, absolutely. Right.
2: Yeah. But mobile home parks, like you said, you're going somewhere uh, where most people don't go and you're able to get returns and cash flow that most people don't get. Right. So kind of, uh, you know, I see you're, you're, you're talking about being a value investor. I mean, I see, I see that playing through and, uh, and I'm sure because of that, you'll continue to have a ton of success as you continue to expand the, the multifamily or the, the mobile home portfolio as well.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: So Marius, uh before i let you go i want to take you through our keys to success round is four questions that i ask everybody the first one is if you were going to invest with, with someone else you know and maybe this an experience uh, from those guys you mentioned cci but if you could only ask one question what would that question be
1: show me the plan show me the plan how are you' gonna how are you gonna make me those returns
2: so not just what the returns are, but show yeah, show like, you the nuts how, and bolts yeah. of how we're getting there.
1: Yeah. How how are we going to get there? You know, step by step.
2: Gotcha. What are you most proud of in your career?
1: You know, what I've been able to accomplish with investing in the microcap space. That's definitely what I'm the most proud of.
2: Yeah, it seems tremendous success. And what's a book that everybody should read?
1: I don't think there is one book. Uh, I would say read books. About investing, but but then after this, uh, read read about businesses. Study, be a student of businesses.
2: Yeah, very good. And then last but not least, what is your number one key to success?
1: Just being independent, thinking on my own instead of following the crowd.
2: Yeah, that's huge. That's absolutely huge. Well, Marius, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, if folks want to learn more about what you're doing, how can they get a hold of you?
1: I uh, go to microcapexplosions.com and you will find, you know, my contact info.
2: Very good. Well, once again, thank you so much for coming on the show and uh, wish you the best of luck. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely have to check out Voxter. Sounds like it's uh, changing the industry. Appreciate you sharing yeah. that with us. Have a great rest of the day.
1: Thank you for having me. Thanks for
2: listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro.